Episode two, uh, we got there. Uh, it was a bit of a struggle. It was my third attempt because the first two attempts didn't go so smoothly. The first one I gave up on, uh, and the second one, computer fucked up on me. But we got there in the end. I think this was all right. Uh, again, I'm still learning. Thanks so much for listening. 81 listens. Fucking on the first one, just blew me away. Um, thanks, dudes, and hope you enjoy this one. Cheers. Let's keep going. Um, episode two of the Accidental Bully podcast. Uh, Accidental Bully with me, Tori Griffiths. Uh, this is episode two, take three. Um, takes one and two, a bit upsetting. Um, after episode one, I was feeling pretty good. I uh, Episode one went much smoother than I thought it would go and it kind of set a precedent that I don't, I don't think I was quite ready to try and uphold and I tried to do my second one way too quick and... I jumped straight in and didn't really go well. Uh, I got super self-conscious, got in my own head and just fucking hated it. I made it about 20 minutes in. My first time recording, I hadn't really prepared properly and I just got, I just spat the dummy, turned everything off and walked out of the room. Actually, no, I didn't even turn everything off, walked out of the room, left everything recording for about an extra hour and a half and came back to just a lot of silence, which was better than the first recording, admittedly. Um... Many people probably would have rather listened to that silence in the car than listen to the actual recording that led up to it. Um, then the second try was last night. I uh, had a good crack and it was, it was going really well. Pissed me off a little bit. It was going really well and then I don't really know what happened with the computer, but it all, um, it all, just, it all just packed up. Halfway through it packed up and the file corrupted. I think I've worked out what went wrong and let's hope it doesn't happen again because I was 31 minutes in and I got pretty emotional. Um, which admittedly thinking back, I probably should have just hit record again and just started recording in that state because it might have been a bit a bit enjoyable for people to see me um, flying off the handle a little bit. I wasn't flying off the handle, but I was, I was pretty pissed off, um, especially because at the moment it's still so weird doing this. So to psych yourself up to do it, to get prepared, sit down, turn it all on, start talking, make it through the first little bit of nerves and get 30 minutes in and then have it shit itself fucking cuts deep especially when that was take two so this is take three and my teeth just whistled when I said take three teeth whistle tooth my tooth my teeth are whistling very early very early in the podcast to have teeth whistles but that's that's what we got um let's hope we don't get more teeth whistles don't end up like that that old boy on family guy the uh the hey little boy and I've done an accent really early uh oh but either way here we are Gackety Gack back on track with episode two of the Accidental Bully podcast. And pretty crazy. Um, the first episode, it, it blew me away actually getting um, getting the amount of listeners that I had. Um, even even the videos had a lot of, had a lot of views and um, a lot of interaction. And uh, at this stage, I'm up to 81 listens, which absolutely just, just blows my mind that 81 people have listened to me talk for 57 minutes. Um, those 81 people, maybe, you know, maybe think about what you're doing, check up on yourself because there's a lot you could have been doing in that, that 57 minutes that quite possibly you, there, there's plenty of books that you could have read in 57 minutes that would have taught you lots. Um, but instead you listen to me and you listen to my opinion on 
things that I'm probably not qualified to have an opinion on. But I'm proud of you and I appreciate you. Thanks for listening. Even though, as I said, it's for me. But if other people like it, it's for them. But it's for me because I feel like if I say it's for other people, that's a bit cocky and the dog's already barking outside and the dog's barking. So now in the background is going to be the sound of the dog barking. Episode two, take three is going really well. And I'm not going to flip out with the dog's barking in the background because that's really going to piss me off if it carries on. And I'll bet uh, hopefully we can get some sound of when Lauren goes out there and yells at the dog because that'll be awesome. Um, just to really immerse you guys in my world of having two kids and a dog that just doesn't shut the fuck up. Um, oh, this is really going well. Um, but episode yeah, 80, 81 listens. 81 people. Not many people know this, but my um, one of my original goals in comedy was actually I've got on my on my background of my phone, I've got the number 78. And the number 78, when I look at that, reminds me of I watched um, Kevin Hart's stand-up, recent stand-up special we did at the O2 Arena. And um, I br- I, that just blew me away selling out an arena. I don't know how many people are in that, are in that arena, but um, I watched him sell out that arena. Sippity sip. I watched him sell out that arena and I, I worked back to the fact that that arena has 78 seat sections. So one of my first comedy goals was to find a way in my first to get to the stage where I can have a solo show and sell 78 tickets to one show. To have 78 people come to me and therefore sell out one section of the O2 arena as like that first step. So subconsciously, I, did, I guess I never realized that that could fold over to other things, but... Um, to have 81 people listen to this, listen to the first episode, really rattled me because that overtook that initial goal I had for comedy in a different way. It's a different sense, I understand, than selling tickets, but that's still, that's a lot of people. And listen, 81 people listening means I've got a little bit of star power. A lot of people aren't going to like hearing that, but my star's shining bright. I was going to say like a diamond, but brighter I uh and now that you know I, I went and did the thing that you're meant to do when when you start taking off when you start start when your star starts shining bright uh, I went and got my car windows tinted got them double tinted um not for me but to protect the people outside looking in so they don't get blinded by my star power I uh I, I was I've even started thinking about uh the way I operate you know went and made a purchase went and made a Made a little bit of a famous person purchase, bought a neck watch. Uh, you know, neck watch I thought would be valuable. Uh, the face of the watch faces the face of the person I'm facing. So it's a neck watch, shows the time. So this person talking to me knows how much of my time they're using up. Because since my star lit up and I've taken off, my time's valuable. I don't know how valuable. And I don't know if my time's gonna gonna dry up with all this cockiness I'm throwing out, but I don't even know if time can dry out. I'm talking terms that don't even make sense. But I got cocky because I'm pretty excited. Um, even think it may have got me out of a situation where I could have got a speeding fine. Driving down, um, driving down the hill, and on the other side of the road, I was driving down the hill, speeding a little bit because everyone speeds when they're going down the hill. Because I'm pretty sure we all feel some sort of immunity when we're going down a hill. I've always felt like that's, that's the rules, isn't it? You go, 
I've always, for some reason, I've had this idea that a certain decline or incline, you're allowed to speed, but pretty sure that's not the rules. I was going down the hill and um, I was in the right-hand lane, speeding a little bit, uh, a little bit of bad boy, a little bit of bad boy persona that day, had the hat backwards in the car only. Only, only time the hat's backwards is in the car. And a cop was driving up the other way past me and they flashed their lights on, put the siren on, I think just to tell me to slow down. But what, I, what, I'm, what I'm thinking might have actually happened is I reckon they might have seen me at the last minute, they might have flashed their lights on, thought, we're going to turn around and get this guy. Then they caught a glimpse of my star power, changed their mind. They thought, you know what? The world needs him to be doing whatever creative thing he's doing today. So, shining bright. And fuck, I didn't even, th- I, until I've just said that, I didn't even think about the fact that I probably shouldn't be talking about cops at the moment. Fucking hell. But I'm on it. Um, so, I guess... I guess while I'm on, I'll just mention one thing. Black lives matter. All right, guys? Come on. If you're saying all lives matter, you can go fuck off. It's silly. Obviously, saying black lives matter doesn't mean that all lives don't matter. Okay. Just the black knives need a little bit more help at the moment because it's a problem that hasn't been dealt with. So, but that's all I'm saying about that because last podcast got a bit bogged down and it's a topic I don't really know much about. But what I do know is black lives matter. All right? That's where I'm leaving it. Um, talking of um, popping off, fashion labelling coming. Don't know when, don't know where, but it's incoming at this rate. 81 Listens First Podcast, it's coming. <laughs> I'm allowed to do that now too. I'm allowed to laugh when I've said something that's not funny. I'm allowed to be like, fashion label, yeah. You know, the fashion label's incoming. Thing, things have gone well. <laughs> It's coming in things <laughs> because because of the star power you're allowed to laugh a little bit, and I don't know how I don't know how fun this is going to be to listen to so far, but I'm sticking with it. I'm sticking down this path. I uh, I got we got our first sponsor. Podcast got its first sponsor, uh, first ad read. Let's do an ad read. I got my first the first one. Uh, this episode of the Accidental Bully Podcast is brought to you by Anset Airlines. Australia's safest airline, with no incidents or even turbulence since 2002. Australia's only airline to see no financial impact from COVID-19. Need to get somewhere by air? Might as well choose ANSET, because there's fuck all chance anyone else can do it either. ANSET. The only way we are number one is alphabetically. ANSET. I was thinking, do you reckon the, do you reckon the CEO of ANSET, uh, the former CEO of ANSET, is just fucking loving this, just watching airlines crumble all around him. Like, do you reckon he's just he's just sitting in his? I could imagine he's the kind of guy that still has um, like a like an ANSET captain's hat, and he's just gained a ton of weight. I don't know if he's overweight then, but he's just gained a ton of weight and spends his days in a paddling pool wearing his captain's hat, just hating the world. And the only way he found out about the news because I reckon he's the kind of guy his life just fell apart. ANSET broke down, and he just his life just just crumbled and he, he had to sell his house and he moved into a different neighborhood he didn't know he had to rent a he had to rent a one bedroom a one bedroom shed in the back of someone else's house and he didn't realize when he signed the rent that he's bought it that he's renting a property in the flight path right near the airport so all day long the only thing that keeps him up at night the only this the two things that keep him up at night are his own flights no longer flying 
and all the other flights launching right over his head. And I reckon the only way he found out about all this COVID-19, he was in his paddling pool, because obviously he's got a paddling pool, because if you're nowhere, you get a paddling pool when you wear a captain's hat in your backyard. He was in his paddling pool, looking up at the sky, waiting for the next flight to come through. The flight started slowing down. Big fella started celebrating. Started celebrating so much, he thought, I'm going to support a podcast. But we've got very little budget, and we're going to support one. They might pull the piss out of me for being a fat guy with a captain's hat on. So that's that. It feels weird because I've, uh, it's the second time I've read that. Now I feel like a fucking piece of shit because I did that yesterday. And to be honest, it didn't get any better. And that's not a good sign that I did something twice in two days, both times hit just as hard. I don't know how hard that is because I'm not the one judging it. And to be honest, it's hard to judge yourself because I love the way I sound, which is obvious. It's obvious that I love the way I'm sa- I sound because I'm doing this, recording a podcast by myself no, no, with no one else. I don't want someone else clogging me up. No. And I just said clogging me up. Ever been clogged? What's her name again? He's a clogged boy. What's her name again? Mm. And we're there. I uh, uh, I went and saw um, saw my brother yesterday. Took a card round for him for his birthday. Best thing about having kids, not the best thing about having kids, but one of the good things about having kids is you don't need to buy birthday cards anymore. You just get the kids to make one. And no matter how fucking last minute it is or how how dog shit the card is, people have to be appreciative because it was made by a five year old. And it's just glorious. And it saves money. You know, it used to be, used to be how, however much, whatever the value is, the gift is $30 plus the $5 card. You never budget for the card either. It's always, it's always thrown in at the end. You always got to add in that extra five bucks. And I think cards are one of those things that really shit me too, because I could not give a fuck about a card. Like if someone gave me just a blank envelope and if, the, if they were giving me money, if someone gave me a blank envelope and the amount of money they were giving me, so if they're giving me 50 bucks, if they gave me a blank envelope, and just extra money to the amount a card would have been. Like if they went to the shop and saw that a card was six ninety nine, and they gave me a blank envelope and fifty six ninety nine, that would just be the best. That would be the most thoughtful thing anyone could ever do to me. Because I go, you get me. Because I fucking hate cards. Same as gift cards. If you get me a gift card and it's got the little flap on the back where you can write the to and the from, that's the card. You don't need to get me a card to put the gift card in. Because that way I've got three cards. I've got a gift card. Don't, you don't even have to do that. Write on the gift card with a whiteboard marker. Just write cash money. Make it rain. It's it's as simple as that. If you're giving me cash, just write on the cash with a whiteboard marker. I'd fucking love that. I'd probably take a photo of it and I'd probably put it on the socials. Because that's what I am now. I'm just a cog in the media machine. And I don't mind it. Join in. But it is oh, another another trick to having kids too is if you do if you are running really late and you've forgotten a card and you don't have time to get the kids to make one, swing by the shops, buy a card, on the way to the destination, write in the card while you're driving with your left hand, tell everyone there that your kids wrote in the card. Bonus. Also, when kids are writing the card, you don't need to write anything. 
If you're writing a card to someone and your kids are doing it, you can literally just write the person's name. You don't have to write happy birthday, person's name, and and any random abstract object you can draw. Just any shape. And you sort it. And that's my advice for today. Have kids so you don't have to buy birthday cards anymore. I don't know if the financial payoff is worth it, but it is a, it is a small plus and it's the little wins. It's the little one wins that we're going for. Uh, this week's been an exciting one because the pubs are back open. They're back open, baby. And I'm pretty sure there's probably going to be some messy scenes out there. Uh, old old Trent from work told me today that he had a bit of a bit of a sore head. I'm not sure what day, Sunday morning maybe. He went out Saturday night, had a bit of a sore head. It was his first night back at the pub. And I think it's that's one that's one thing the the Black Lives Matter movement is that it's it's so potent on social media that we haven't had that massive outpouring of guys posting photos of their first beer on tap that they've had in a few months because that would that'd be a real scourge that'd be a problem there'd be way too many of those posts um, not that I don't not that I'm not a fan of the post there's just a lot of them there's just a lot of them. There's nothing wrong with that. I, what I'm really looking forward to, though, is the first, the first night with the nightclubs back, because the first night of nightclubs being back is gonna be, oof, she's gonna get sticky. Just think about the fact that there's all these 18 year olds now, that if they've turned 18 over the last few months, they've never been able to go out clubbing. They've never had that first night out. They've never, they've never paid twelve dollars for a Smirnoff double black. That's an experience they haven't had. And there's it, that, that first night is going to be just disgusting. Remember there used to be the uh, there used to be all the, those themed nights. I think they're still going, but there used to be like Dorsier Fridays, um, Sneaky. There used to be all those kinds of things going on. There was the Wednesday night at the Lady. Um, first night that all the clubs open, every club's going to have a theme and the theme's just going to be like drip, drip Fridays. And that's all the drips. That's sweat. That's man stuff. That's girl stuff. Drip, drip. Just call it drip, drip. Not even drip Fridays. Don't drip Saturdays. Just drip. Just drip, drip. We be dripping. Could even call it wet patch. Wet patch at the library. Drip, drip. I, I, I don't. Fuck that. Just popped in my. I remember. Fuck, I'm a piece of shit. Uh. As an 18-year-old, as I was when I was around 18, 19, one of my favorite things was perving on the chicks in those sneaky and Dorsia, uh, like on their Facebook pages. Cause some of those photos used to get wild. And then sometimes you'd go full covert operation and you'd find a chick on there. And oh fuck, I can't believe last the last podcast I was talking about how I look up celebrities naked when I see them on a TV show. But this is this is better, better but no, this is probably worse because these aren't these aren't even putting. Okay, basically, I used to think it was awesome to be able to see all these chicks out clubbing. I think I used to look at it actually before I was even eighteen. It was like my what I envisioned clubbing to be was all these girls that look great and stand in groups and pose and get these high quality photos because the camera flash and everything in those pictures they make people look good. But then you go to the clubs and you realize 
the girls that jump into those photos are only a few of them. And the guys that jump into those photos are only a few. And also, that's them at their best. They step in front of that camera when they're feeling good. When they're feeling like they want people to see them at the start of the night. You never see the photos at the end of the night. And you do. The photos at the end of the night aren't the girls you're perving on. And same with girls looking at it. They're not the guys you're perving on. Because at the end of the night, those photos are different. You can tell the eyes aren't focusing on the lens. They don't know what's going on. The camera's flashing. They're freaking out a little bit. The pills are probably starting to hit. But I can't wait. We're going to have drip Fridays, wet patch Saturdays, steam town. We're going to have sticky floors. Sticky floors with the Dean. Come down to the Dean, we've got sticky floors. Because that's, that's just what you get when you go out clubbing. You get sticky floors and my teeth. And my teeth whistled again. But... We're still going better because I'm pretty sure looking at the computer, we're still recording. And I'm starting to get nervous because if it stops recording and the dog's barking again. And the dog's barking again. Come on. Oh, this is this is just getting even better. I've just I'm just reading my notes. I just I wrote this is this is it. We've done it. The podcast has officially lived up to its name. Episode one, I called this the Accidental Bully Podcast to recap uh, because of the fact that I have an uncanny habit of trying to be funny and ending up upsetting someone without even realizing it's completely accidental. I don't even realize that I'm upsetting someone and it just happens. And episode one, nailed it. Uh, You might have seen I uploaded a clip and I thought this clip was funny. Um, I thought, you know, what could go wrong? And, and, and what, what harm could go here? And then after I uploaded, I had a couple of people who bailed me up and kind of said, hey, you were probably a little bit hard on your dad. And I get it now. Now that I've been told. But, but, but that's the problem is I've got to be told. I didn't, I had, I had nothing, it never even crossed my mind that I might have upset dad. I literally... Saw the clip, thought, that's pretty funny, because I thought it was funny. But I did act like a bit of a dick. And because I'm sarcastic so much of the time, the tone doesn't always fly through. So I think I feel like it's obvious that I'm being sarcastic when I'm not being so obvious. Like, I, I kind of feel, I feel sorry for my kids because I'm sarcastic so often that my, my little girl has no idea. Like she asked me a question, I answer sarcastically, and she just looks at me like, "I don't know, Dad. Like, are you actually? Are we actually not allowed to have dinner? Am I actually not allowed to go to the toilet? Like, what? What? What's what's going on?" And then, and then she starts smiling, thinking that I'm joking. And then sometimes, because I'm sarcastic so often, I've actually said no to something genuine, and I've got to break the news to her that that wasn't sarcasm. So I, I just can't believe I did it. I upset. Yeah, episode one, Accidental Bully Podcast. It's staying because I upset. Well, I didn't really upset Dad too much, I don't think, but I spoke to him and he was on the same page. He did think I acted like a bit of a dick. And looking back, I did act like a bit of a dick. And given that a couple of people said that too, when I mentioned to, to ask a few people about it, uh, they they didn't say anything up front, but when I asked them, I said, hey, do you think I was a bit of a dick? They said, yeah, my dad probably wouldn't have liked that. So sorry about that, Dad. Um, sorry, but thank you for helping me prove the point. Um, God, imagine if that, imagine that as a horrible thing to do. If, if I wasn't just 
if I'd set it up, if I set all that up just to prove a point, how much of a piece of shit that'd make me. If I was like, you know what, I'm going to upset dad just to lock in the name of my podcast. I don't give a fuck. You know what, I'm bringing mum with me. And you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to drag Lauren into it. I'm going to drag Lauren into it so that dad gets upset at her as well. Imagine if I set all that up. Uh, but I didn't because I don't think things through. If I thought things through to that extent, I'd never get into these situations and the podcast wouldn't be called Accidental Bully and I wouldn't have been accidentally, I wouldn't have been accidentally bullying people all my life. Had a bit of silence when I took a sip. Um... Force them out for the homies. Uh, I've been say, I've been trying to convince myself to watch the new Star Wars movie, um, but I just can't do it. There's something about there's something about knowing that 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 something's a letdown, even though it's probably going to be really good. But I love Star Wars so much. The idea that I'm going to watch something that has there's already a consensus that it's shit or that it doesn't ring true to the real Star Wars fanatics. I just can't get myself to watch it. And I know I'm going to have to at some stage, but I know if, if you know something's dead, why, why would you want to... If, if you know something's dead, why do you want to go back and watch it die? Because that's what it is. It's like if your friend comes up to you and goes, hey, hey, did you hear that faster... That, um, that, that burger shop closed down because their food was so shit. But I grabbed one of the last burgers they made. Want to give it a try? No. Closed down because they were shit. I don't want to try one of the last shit burgers. And that's what I feel like with Star Wars. Hey, man. Hey, I got some drugs from a batch that... uh got some drugs from a batch that was making everyone real sick. Want to take a hit? Apparently it was making people feel real sick and real sad. Want to take a ride on that sad, sad? No. No, I don't. And I don't even really do drugs. So I said, want to wanna crank a crank a ride? I don't. <laughs> feel like that's something a drug, a drug user would say. Like the drug user, old mate, we call him old mate because we don't know his name and that's what you call everyone who doesn't have a name in Australia. Uh, and we always see him walking down the road opposite my work and some days he's dancing and some days he's walking perfectly fine and today he had his arms swinging and his wrists were a little bit too loose. His wrists were on the flop. And he did, he did, he was dancing as well, actually. He had the rips on, his wrists were on the flop and he was dancing. He was dancing on the wrist flop. Wristy McFlop dance. Um, but I'm sure he'd know if, if want to crank a ride on that sad, sad was a term that made sense. Um, but I got that feeling with Star Wars, same as Game of Thrones. I think Game of Thrones is the reason I don't want to watch it too because Game, Game of Thrones hurt me. Fuck Game of Thrones. Like to watch to watch all that show and then to just to watch all that show and then find out that that Brandon Stark was the one in the end. Oh, to watch all that and Brand just does that. Cersei dies under a pilot. Spoiler alert. Uh, spoiler alert. Um, the fact that Brandon is there at the end and then Cersei just dies under a pile of rocks. Get the fuck out of town. Come on, everyone wanted her to see... Everyone wanted her to die just in, so, in a horrific fashion. Everyone wanted Arya to show up and just just do some stuff. But then they had to make it all wholesome and Arya 
in the end didn't kill her and she saved her soul because being a murderer is not the thing. And she, your vengeance will eat you. No. Fuck you, Game of Thrones. All I wanted to do was see Cersei die in a hectic way. Jon Snow, just be a mad dog. I wanted to see Daenerys' boobs one last time. And I didn't want Bran. I didn't want Bran to be the king. Even though he probably would have been... It's, it's the worst thing too is it's the, logical, it's the logical thing to happen. Genuinely, I think he's going to do a top, top job. If it was an election we had to vote, I'd probably go, yeah, you know what, he's the move. Bran's the move. But it's not an election, it's a TV show and it's a TV show based on shit being out of control. And I just... And that's eating me up and that's why I don't want to watch the new Star Wars movie. But... I guess that's all a part of it. Um, I guess that's all a part of it is I, when I do watch it, maybe, but now, but now I'm thinking maybe, imagine if I watched it now, I've been putting it off all this time and I watch it and it just resonates me and I think it's the best thing ever. And I just fall in love with it and I'm like, you know what? This movie's fucking sick and I become an advocate. And then I'm just, I'm just spreading the word. I'm out on the streets. I'm out on the streets. That first night the clubs are open, people are, people are lining up for Drip Fridays and I'm just and I'm just high five and just going. Did you see the new Star Wars movie? Hey, you kid that's clearly not going to get let into this club. Come on, let's let's head on down to Hoyts. Let's hit the movies. And he'd probably listen because he'd 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 look at me and he'd go, "This guy's got star power." And I'd say, "Hey, did you listen to my podcast?" And he'd say, "No," and then I'd walk away. I'd walk away because at the end of the day, I don't give a fuck. If you're not listening to me, I'm not listening to you. Well, this this took a turn. I'm uh, I was just I was just playing when I was being cocky. Uh, if you're not listening to me, that's fair enough because I probably don't deserve your listen. I probably don't deserve your listen. Um, I'm surprised actually that more Perth comedians haven't started podcasts. We had a um, we had the fir- the first night out at the comedy lounge on um, on Saturday night. Um, shout out to the comedy lounge. Fucking props for setting that up because they didn't need to. They didn't need to organise it for the comedians. But I guess it was a good call because because you could tell how rusty people were. I think it reminded us all how much it's something that you need to practice. Um, we did something called set list, which is where you get up on stage and um, something comes up on the screen, just a random, um, just a random idea of something you're going to, a random idea for you to riff on, a random idea for you to just come up with a joke off the top of your head about, and everyone ate shit. But admittedly, it was a room full of comedians, and that's the worst vibe. Doing stand-up to a room full of comedians is just the worst. And even though I was watching everyone, I didn't get up um, because I'm a pussy, but I didn't get up. But the the reason why – I kind of regret not getting up now, and it's because when you see people up there doing it, even though even though I know that they're going to be walking off thinking, fuck, why did I do that? Or it's painful. It's still just – it's still addictive. I still just want to get up there and do it and have a crack. And you kind of want to see if you can do it. You just want to be the one. Everyone watches. And I, what I find when I'm watching a gig is I want to – subconsciously it's just competition. It's like I just, want to, I just want to get the biggest laugh. And it's rare because I'm pretty new, but I just want to get the biggest laugh. And something like set list, it kind of evens the playing field and you're looking at it going, maybe I could, maybe I could come up with something. And you're sitting on the sideline seeing things come up and thinking of stuff in your head and going, oh, I would have fucking crushed that one. But the, when the pressure's on – 
I know it wouldn't have gone that way. And I'm glad I didn't get up because it probably would have shattered me a little bit and not having another gig to try and, to try and bounce back with would have done it. Um, my pick of the night, shout out Jason Wood. I think he was the best of the night actually. Um, and he's a top bloke. Uh, and I was surprised to see him get up because I thought he'd quit comedy because I've told him many times to quit comedy. So, Jason, if you if you listen to this, mate, quit comedy, all right? For no other reason than it's fun to say quit comedy, and I want to I wanted to say I want to say it to everyone, but I feel like you can take it, so I'm going to keep saying it, Jason. Quit comedy. And he actually, I I listened, I had a listen, a little listen to something that he. Um, I had a little listen to something that he did the other day and um, it uh, was pretty good. He, he, did the, um, he did the Hard Yarns podcast, which is with um, Cameron Branch and Daniel Delby. That's another podcast in Perth and went pretty deep. I have to admit, they, it was, I think it was about two and a half hour podcast and they had a good chat because um, um, talked about the Black Lives Matter movement. Jason is black. He's a person of color he's from south africa and it was good to listen to his point of view uh it definitely listening to all this stuff has kind of made me realize that i should probably be doing more um but listening to his point of view and it's it comes back to that same thing everyone says it's not it's not just don't be racist it's you have to be anti-racist and i think the podcast nailed it so if you um yeah if, you, if, if there's any if you want to listen to podcasts i, I recommend people try and find ones that might include people you know or people you can actually engage with. And that's one I reckon that's a banger. The Hard Yarns podcast, boom, boom. Um, keep getting drawn back to Black Lives Matter and fuck. I'm just, I just get, I just get scared every time I get there because I know that I'm not qualified. But speaking of not qualified, talking about the Black Lives Matter movement, J.K. Rowling, what the fuck you doing? You made Harry Potter and not, you know, you made Harry Potter and then ever since then, you know, you, there was a whole bit where you told everyone that Dumbledore was gay and people were like, fuck. That rattled a few cages. But now she's come out and she's just hard anti-trans. Well, not hard anti-trans. She just says dumb shit. And, like, she picked the moment the other day. I can't even remember what she said, but something, it was something like alienating trans women saying they're not women. Um, I can't remember the exact wording, but fuck, for someone who's wrote, wrote one of the most culturally influential books, book series ever, there's literally changed the minds of kids. The whole thing is about the, basically the, the whole idea of the story is that the whole pure blood, um, muggle, so pure blood, mud blood. So magic people, non magic people, the whole clash, it's literally based around Hitler and racism and people being excluded. So the fact that someone who wrote a book that's all based around that, someone who wrote a book that has, um, one of the books is literally themed around her depression. And the fact that she wrote that and then since then has been so blind to something that upsets so many people. She doesn't even need to say, I understand. If you feel that way, that's fine. But you should be smart enough to know when not to say things. And she's just, so many people idolize her. She comes out and says crazy trancing. And now there's all these, now all the actors from the show are coming out being like, come on, what are you doing? Like just, you're so famous and so switched on. I don't know. Oh my God. I just, that's crazy. 
Um, looks like they've found the guy who looks like they found the guy who was chasing down Madeline McCann. Or sorry, not chasing down. They found the guy who who did it. Um, which is pretty crazy because I'm pretty sure everyone in the world thought that her parents did it like all along. And you know, poor kid. Honestly. People, people never talk about this much, but those parents, they went out to a tapper's restaurant. They went to a tapper's restaurant and left their kid. In a foreign country, you go out to dinner and you leave your kid in the hotel room. That's fucking crazy. And imagine the, imagine the heartbreak they went through. They, they went out to a tapper's restaurant, came back from the tapper's restaurant, realised their kid, their kid was missing on an empty stomach because you've never eaten enough at a tapper's restaurant. So not only is their kid missing, but also they're still hungry. Was it worth it? McCann's. Oof. I'm hitting the big topics hard. And now, how good is our... How good is Australian news through all this stuff? Our Australian news media is just fucking shit house. Like, what was it the other day? I looked and it was the day, the peak, the peak of the Black Lives Matter movement... Um, the peak of the protests, it was going out of control. And I jumped on the, on a news website and I'm pretty sure it was like the, one of the number one, or the number one story was all about $25,000 renovation packages, which is like the whitest thing ever. Like, like a, a government incentive to go and get renos on your house. And then not only that, not only the fact, but that same day I looked on the, um, I looked on Twitter to see what was trending and the top thing was trending was a song by Beethoven and it was because the classic 100 was on um, ABC Classical or something like that. So like the countdown of the top 100 classic songs. And it, was just, it was just gold seeing all the tweets from all these boomers. Um, like just, just like, I don't know. It just, it's just crazy to see that Twitter, the top thing that was trending was, um, was literally classical music. You, you can't get anything that old white people love more than classical music. And I don't even think they actually like it. I think it's just something like, they're like, yeah. I don't know why I put on that accent, but then it's like, yeah, classical. Because I'm rich. I got bags. I got bags in every colour. And I love classic. And this... At this point, I'm now, now I'm scrolling. The, I'm in the middle of a podcast. I'm scrolling the news. Fuck you, computer. Scrolling is the worst. I always find that. I always sit down and end up scrolling and then, and then I realise that I've done nothing except watch the same TikTok videos over and over again. I've watched the same, that same song. I've, I, got, I, always, I always end up watching the ones where it's, it's the song that builds up and then it switches and it's like um, people who are old or older, so they might be 25 and they, all, they might be brother and sister and they hug each other and then the, the scene switches and it's a picture of them as kids and I'll just watch those over and over again till I get a little bit a little bit wet in the eyes. I'm not I'm not embarrassed to say it, get a little bit wet in the eyes, get a little bit wet in the eyes watching those TikToks of kids growing up and becoming adults. And I get a little bit wet in the eyes. The other day I actually got uh, I was watching a movie and it's the first time I've seen this, but um, I was watching I can't remember what movie it was. Some Disney movie because Ash was watching it with me. But I thought I was perfectly fine. Um, it was a bit of a sad moment in the movie. I think it was the new, it was that new movie Onward. It's got Chris Pratt in it. It's pretty good. Um, but Ash started tearing up and watching my little five-year-old girl start tearing up. 
it just got me. Then all of a sudden I teared up and all the masculinity was just sucked from the room. But don't mind a cry. My biggest, one, of, one of my biggest cries was actually when Ash was born. Um, but that's the story. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll tell that story. Maybe I'll clip this if people, if people want to... Um, I wonder if people want to listen to that, want to listen to the, a birth story from the male's perspective because Lauren loves birth stories. Like she'll watch them flat out. She'll watch birth stories. Just someone has a baby, she can't wait to hear the story of how that baby came into the world. Um, and I don't know if guys feel the same, but maybe they would if another guy told the story. I, admittedly, I, I probably wouldn't listen to it um, because a lot of it's pretty gross. A miracle, but it's a gross miracle. And this podcast, I just, oh, I just didn't have the pop. Episode, episode two, take two, which was the one they did yesterday that got deleted. It just had a bit more than this. It had a bit more. If you watch those Mike Tyson videos where it's da ba ba, but I guess I can say that. I can say, it. you know what, guys? Episode two, take two, the one that we lost. What a tragedy! The one that we lost, the one that got away. It was a masterpiece. The episode that we lost yesterday was just, it's sad that it's gone because myself and probably no one else is going to release anything of that, of that caliber. And when people say, hey, 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 I could come and, I could come and see him work on the computer, see if I can recover it, don't bother. It's gone and I've got to live with that. But it was, it was spectacular. The, it was it was shining it was a shining diamond it was like today Trent and I saw a guy at work and he was a he looked like he was maybe Spanish or something um, he had an accent and he had a soul patch so we called him Espian and Noel because he because he was just it was just perfect Espian and Noel eh eh Shannon Noel eh Shannon Noel with a soul patch the flavor saver. And if you say flavor, you got to add. You got to make sure the Y's are hard. Y flavor, flavor saver. Oh, I don't even know where I'm going here. I want to end the podcast on a high, but I don't feel like I'm going to get there. Fuck. What's something I can talk about? What's something I can talk about that's gonna that's gonna get me to the end? That's gonna that's just gonna pop off at the end of the podcast. Got a coffee today and waited ages for it. Yeah, that's the finish. Got a coffee today, waited ages for it. When I got the coffee, it wasn't even that good. And the guy, actually, this really annoyed me. I, I could talk about this. Listen, guys, if you're making takeaway coffees and I've been waiting ages and I'm watching the guy make takeaway coffees and he's doing the swirly, he's doing the swirly business. So he's not only is he putting co co coffees into cardboard cups or whatever the, whatever the cups are made out of, but he's drawing the designs on the top. So he's doing the, he's got the, the thing... He's got the, the thing, whatever they call it, the, the jug, and he's drawing designs on the top and just finishing the design, putting so much effort into it, and then just bang, plonk it a lid on top. And that was, oh, that fucking, that was, that was fucking infuriating watching that because I was waiting for these coffees and all I wanted was the coffee and I waited for ages and watching him do swirly designs. And he did one on mine, I appreciate it. Thanks for the swirly design. Um, I don't know, is this, is this where I finish? What do I what do I finish on? What, what 
what can I, what can I talk about last to get us out of here? What can I talk about last to get us out of here? Oh, I know what I'll leave you with. Hey, if you think, if you think Ritz crackers are better than Jats crackers, you can fuck right off because you're an insane person. Because Ritz crackers are crumbly and shit. And Andy, this is for you. Fuck Ritz. Jats dominate Ritz. And now that I've got a platform, 81 people last podcast, the platform, you know what I'm using it for? Jats. Fuck Ritz. And I think that feels like a good way to end it. Um, if you made it this far, I don't feel like this one was really a smooth, smooth journey. I don't really feel like this one says, um, <laughs> oh my God, episode two, take three, didn't quite have the flow of episode one, but episode two, take two was the best. Um, if you've made it this far, thanks so much. Um, appreciate it. It's going to be a ride, but I'm going to keep going. I'm going to try and get one of these out once a week. Um, and hopefully we start popping off. Hopefully I find a bit of a groove. I've got to find a rhythm, find stuff that, um, that people really want me to talk about. I might make a clip and, and ask people to, to let me know what they want me to talk about because, um, this week I put so much pressure on myself to talk. I put so much pressure to get, to make it good that every time I just, I put too much pressure on the situation and, and it would have been better if I, uh, if I just if I just went casual with it, and maybe didn't put so much pressure to make something so long. Um, but I'm gonna make I'll make a little video. I'll put it up and ask people to maybe send me ideas. So if you've made it this far, send me messages. Let me know what you like. Let me know what you didn't like. Uh, I'm open. I understand that not everyone's gonna be perfect. I'm new to this. I'm having fun. Thanks so much for supporting me. It's fucking sick. If you've made it this far, like things, subscribe to my YouTube channel, um, share shit. Just get on board. Write mean comments because I think they're funny and I, and I might get uncomfortable. It might upset me, but it's engagement. And social media terms, terms engagement is good. I'm not sure if it's if bad engagement is good as well, but it is. So um, thanks a lot, dudes. Thanks for support. Um, appreciate it. And I'll catch you soon. See ya.